What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Yankees. In today's video, we're going to be looking at uh, the three top remaining left field options for the Yankees. So, you know, so far this offseason, the Yankees have checked a lot of boxes. They've gone out and they re they brought back Judge. They brought back Rizzo. Uh, they made sure to add to their bullpen in Tommy Canley. Uh, they went out and they made a huge splash in the starting pitching front uh, by signing Carlos Rodon, who, uh, quite frankly, is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And while the Yankees didn't necessarily need starting pitching, it doesn't hurt to put together the best rotation in baseball. Uh, but... So far, they haven't been able to find their left fielder. Currently, the left fielder on the roster that's slated to start is Oswaldo Cabrera, uh, who you know was a phenomenal spark plug to the end, towards the end of the season. But quite frankly, I think a lot of people would say that they'd love to have a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera off the bench, where he can you know go out and do things such as you know have a strong, strong presence off the bench, whether it be covering the infield or you know you never know what happens to Judge or what happens to Stanton or what happens to Bader, and you need some cover in the outfield, you know or that's where Cabrera can really help you. Uh, and quite frankly, that's where Cabrera's best fitting is. His, that's his best fit for this team. That's his best fit for this roster. Uh, so quite frankly, the Yankees probably need to find that left field option that isn't currently on the roster. I believe Jack Curry has said it multiple times on a hot stove where he, he, he adamantly, believes that the Yankees left fielder is currently not on the roster. So I do think they're going to add. Uh, but, you know, we've been hearing talks about the trade market, you know, whether it's Max Kepler, uh, whether it's, you know, you know, even the pipe dream of Brian Reynolds, uh, those are really the two top guys that people look at as, you know, either that middle of the line market or that top market uh, option. Uh, secondly, uh, there is some rumors floating around about Lourdes Gurriel Jr., but again, that's all trade market stuff. In terms of free agency, uh, there are not a lot of options left. Uh, we'll start by talking. We'll, we'll go kind of in the order of their wins above replacement last season per fan graphs. Uh, and we'll start off with Tommy Pham, who had a really tough season last year, an 89 WRC plus. You know, he really struggled with Boston and Cincinnati. He didn't get himself going. He, he still hits the ball hard, but he just cannot hit the ball in the air, which seems to be his issue. His strikeout rate was higher than it has been, you know, since 2016, where he played 180, you know, had 183 plate appearances. He hasn't had a season with 600 or more plate appearances or 500 or more plate appearances with a strikeout rate this high. That's not good for him. Uh, his walk rate rapidly dropped in Boston. He just wasn't the hitter he was supposed to be when he went over there. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't know what his market looks like. I think he's someone that, you know, you bring in to handle left left-handed pitching. You know, he really can't. Uh, do much uh, on the field either. He's not a very good defensive player. So quite frankly, this is an option that doesn't entice me at all. He, he is decently fast and he can steal some bases for you. But uh, if you want speed and you want someone who can come off the bench and run for you, I think there are other ways you can go on the market that perhaps provide more defense and are specifically in a bench role. Uh, and quite frankly, Tommy Pham doesn't fit any of the things the Yankees kind of need. They're looking for a left-handed bat. Pham isn't that. You're looking for an impact hitter. Fan was an 89 WRC plus hitter last year with a projected 100 WRC plus. Since 2020, he has been a really, really, really bad hitter. Uh, 79 WRC plus in 2020, 102 in 2021. It's been a 94 over the last three years. It doesn't project to get much better. He's entering his age uh, 35 season next year. So, you know, while guys like Kepler are projects, he's not entering his age 35 season. He projects a little bit better. Hasn't hit the decline that we've seen with Sam yet uh, as of right now. Uh He's a cheap option. I imagine some team that isn't in contention or maybe a team that's looking for just a left-handed bat, uh, right-handed bat to bring off the bench uh, is going to give him a flyer. He still hits the ball ridiculously hard, but I just don't imagine that that team's going to be the Yankees in a starting left field role. Uh, the next option, who is actually a left-handed outfielder, is David Peralta, the freight train, who last year had a 104 WRC+. plus. He hit 12 home runs, 134 games, really struggled with Tampa Bay. You know, he came over in a deal from the Diamondbacks where he had a 112 WRC+, plus with Arizona, longtime Arizona Diamondback, and he posted just a 91 WRC+, plus with the Rays. 
In 2021, he really struggled offensively with a 94 WRC plus, but this year he started lifting the ball more and saw more better results. He had, you know, a really strong isolated power. He slugged a little bit more. Quite frankly, I think Tampa just wasn't a great fit for him. That ballpark can be tough on some hitters. I know Willie Adamas uh, had issues with hitting in that ballpark. Uh, it seems like that 2018 season from David Peralta where he was a 130 WRC plus hitter and hit 30 bombs is just a far cry of what he is now. His max exit velocity is still very high. His, his bear rate is still pretty good, but I, I just don't think he's the same hitter. Perhaps no shift helps, but he lifted the ball a lot more this year and he still struggled to see the results you're really looking for. Um, you know, from a guy who you expect to be an impact hitter at the major league level for you in a starting full-time role. Peralta projects to be more of a bench bat, you know, some or a platoon guy, someone you throw uh, only against right-handed pitching where he had a 116 WRC plus last year versus lefties last year at 38 WRC plus is pretty pitiful career 76 WRC plus versus left-handed pitching so you know I look at Peralta as someone who you you'd bring in just to handle righties not so much to do anything other than that the defense is still pretty good the, the sprint speed is still pretty good he's still a strong face runner um, so ultimately if the Yankees bring him in at a bench role that'd be fine but again I think the Yankees are looking for a full-time starting left fielder and I don't think that's David Peralta and then lastly looking at Jerkson Profar Jerkson Profar had the best WRC plus of these guys and the best war he actually was a pretty strong left fielder last season a 110 WRC plus 2.5 war you know he didn't hit for a high average but he had a 331 OBP because of that 11.1% walk rate um, he doesn't necessarily have a whiff problem which is something that you know Definitely would entice Yankee fans, a 15.7% strikeout rate. But he also happens to have uh, probably the worst raw power of the group, though his isolated power is better than uh, Tommy Pham's last year. In terms of just raw exit velocity, he's clearly the worst. Uh, and in terms of bear rate, he's clearly the worst. A uh, max exit velocity, same situation. He doesn't have the raw power that those other guys have. And defensively, a negative five outs with average and plus two DRS. He's a little bit of a question mark defensively out there. Worse than Peralta, but better than Tommy Pham is kind of where I'd rank him in that uh, department. I look at Jerkson Profar as someone that the Yankees could bring in if they, you know, really just miss out on everyone on the trade market. I could see it. He's a switch hitter. He does happen to have really good on base skills. That fly ball approach he has isn't necessarily there yet, but he doesn't have a ground ball approach either. It's kind of a pretty balanced uh, approach, all things considered. And I don't really think he's someone who would hurt too much from coming to Yankee Stadium from San Diego. According to StatCast, he would have had 20 home runs last year instead of 16, seven in 2021 instead of four. Uh, so, you know, he, he would definitely benefit from playing in New York, uh, but I don't know if that benefit necessarily uh, justifies bringing in a guy who, you know, in terms of just range, isn't very good in left field. Uh, while he has played left field in San Diego, maybe playing left field in Yankee seems a little bit easier, but I don't really know about that. So, you know, ultimately, Jerks and Profar is someone who just hasn't really found his footing defensively as a left fielder in terms of outs above average. He's found it in terms of defensive runs saved. The defensive runs saved really likes him. It's his arm. His arms are really, he's a really strong arm, you know, in terms of, not just in terms of uh, throwing velocity, where he averaged 87.0 miles an hour with a 94.2 max throwing velocity, but in just terms of, you know, making good throwing decisions. So, Ultimately, do I look at Profar as someone I'm dying for the Yankees to get? Not necessarily. He's pretty sluggish at 32 at 32nd percentile sprint speed. You know, he's lost a lot of his athleticism uh, from when he was a top prospect back, you know, in the mid 2010s. Uh, but quite frankly, I don't think he's a bad player either. You know, even if the Yankees were to bring him in as a bench player, you know, kind of shuffle him around the infield, uh, which I don't know if he can do anymore. He hasn't played second base since 2021 and he wasn't very good at the position. He hasn't played third base since 2018, shortstop since 2018. Uh, first base, he played a little bit last year. So uh, in 2021, excuse me. So maybe he provides some uh, versatility there, but you already have Oswaldo Cabrera, who is pretty versatile for you. So it would be a little bit redundant to bring in another player that you wouldn't necessarily want to start 
uh, full time, but you would like to have in a bench role, especially at his price tag. You know, looking at left fielders, what they've been getting, I think $10, $10 million a year for three or four years isn't really out of the question for Profar, who's 29 years old. Perhaps the team may go even, you know, $8 year, million a year, but for four years, right? So, you know, we're not really sure. I'm not really sure what his market looks like. I'm a little bit shocked that he's still on the market. Uh, that could change at any second, though. Uh, so, quite frankly, I look at Profar as the most enticing player on this list, but uh, not really sure that any of these guys would help the Yankees in a full-time starting role, considering Cabrera might just be flat out better than all three of them. Uh, but with that being said, let me know what you guys think. You know, the free agent market right now is definitely dry. You know, it's uh, and, and it's not to complain and say the Yankees didn't go out and do enough. The Yankees spent on the best hitter on the market and who I think is the second best pitcher on the market uh, behind Jacob DeGrom and Carlos Rodon. So uh, they went out and they had a very good free agency period. They did a lot of things. They spent a lot of money. They brought back Rizzo at a pretty good price. They brought in Canley. Quite frankly, now it's about making trades. And so, you know, you can exchange some salaries, uh, you know, go tap into what is a pretty deep pitching staff and, you know, use guys who are out of options or, you know, are kind of, without a role on this team now that the Yankees signed Rodon, whether that be Deringer Herman or Clark Schmidt, whether in the bullpen that's Albert Abreu, uh, you know, who knows, but the Yankees definitely have avenues they can they can take or and, and lanes they can take this offseason to get themselves better in left field, even if free agency isn't the best way to go. But with that being said, again, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about the ma- about the uh, subject matter. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Make sure you guys continue to support us. You guys have been great on that regard. Like, comment, and subscribe. You guys can check us out on Fireside Yankees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and of course, our YouTube page. And you guys know to check out Empire Sports Media for all your New York sports content. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Garcia ESM. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. A lot of our viewers aren't subscribed. Let's try to change that trend. Love you guys so much. Peace out.